Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Hey, I want to remind you, some guests on Oilers Now get gift certificates to Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal's an occasion at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Tell Chris and Chef Atlas. Uh, Altif that Oilers now sent you. There are two games going on in the NHL tonight. One goal has been scored. Matthew Barzell, his 14th of the season. one nothing Islanders lead the Leafs with about five minutes left in the first. About seven and a half minutes left in the first period. Avalanche and Rangers are scoreless. It is always a pleasure to get to talk to Craig McTavish, Mac T Mondays on Oilers Now, brought to you by Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment deal, rentals and sales. And I introduce Craig McTavish tonight as a participant in the 1996 National League, uh, National Hockey League All Star Game in Boston. Craig, how are you doing? Great, Reed. Thank you. You're giving me a night off of Bob tonight too, which uh, is, is is always welcome, as you know. <laughs> Well, I'll, and, I'll carefully uh, re- decline comment on that. Yeah. <laughs> no, we have a lot of fun on uh, Mackie Mondays <laughs> with Bob, for sure. But, uh, no, it's, a, it's probably a good uh, trivia question because I don't think anybody that saw me play would realize that I ever played in an All-Star game. But back in... Uh, 1996, there was a uh, special dispensation for um, an older player that uh, that the league would uh, handpick, and I was fortunate enough that I had Bob Clark as the general manager at the time, and uh, he put my name forward, and uh, it, it was a fantastic experience. There were John LeClaire, Eric Lindros, uh, Eric Desjardins, and... Uh, then some old helmetless uh, uh, journeyman that uh, made the All-Star game back in uh, 1996. But funny story um, that there were only the, the winning team got ten thousand dollars each and uh, per per player and coach and uh, you know the stars they don't care about ten grand even back in 1996 it wasn't. A big amount of money for him, but there were only two guys on uh, our team at the time that uh, really cared about the money, and that was Coach Doug McLean and uh, Centerman Craig McTavish. So we were we were up by uh, uh, by a goal pretty late, and uh, you know he he was playing me way more than he should have been because he knew I was going to try and preserve that lead. And I remember, uh, you know, there was a face-off in, uh, in our zone pretty late in the game. Uh, and, uh, you know, he put me out, and I, I went out, and then I felt bad taking, I think it was Vinny Dampus off. Because a little bit embarrassing for, for Vinny, so I started, I skated back to the bench, and Doug just went ballistic on me. Get back out there, get that face off, <laughs> and uh, the, we ended up winning the game. And uh, 
he and I were the two happiest, uh, uh, most compensated people in the building. And it was a funny story. That That is a great story uh, and kind of a storybook ending for Ray Bork in that game because he scored the game-winning goal in the final minute for in Boston for the East to beat the West yeah. 5-4. Uh, you mentioned trivia. I'll, I'll throw one at you, and this is just for fun. I'm not going to bug you if okay. you get it wrong. Yeah. So you were referred to as a commissioner's selection. Do you remember who the commissioner's selection was for the Western team? I don't. It was no. Danny Savard. Danny Savard. Who would have been oh, in the All-Star game Hall before. <laughs> Another Hall of Famer, yeah. That, it was it was interesting. I was a little embarrassed by it uh, at the start, and I wasn't all that excited to go under those circumstances. But I remember when I got there, I had just a uh, fantastic time. I mean, the league really uh, does it up for the All Star Game, and uh, you know, I, I thought I didn't see a ton of uh, the weekend, but uh, what little I saw. Uh, looked like they got exactly what they wanted out of it. It got pretty competitive there, and uh, the the players, uh, you know, they 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 had some juice in the game, and I think that's always been the thing that's lacked in the in the All Star game. Everybody, I think, knows that. But uh, the the latest format, I thought, really uh, really hit home. What did you think? Uh, well, I was saying in the first half hour of the show, I didn't get to see the skills because I did my show from Claire Drake and then stayed for the Bears game. So I saw some highlights online. On Saturday, I watched McDavid's first game against McKinnon, and then I ran some errands, and by the time I got home, I'd missed the first half of the final, so I watched the second half. I think, And I put this out there to the listeners, so I think Kellen will see if we get any texts on it. We already got one. I think if someone said, Reed, you can only watch one or the other between the skills and the game itself. I'm at the point where I might pick the skills, Craig, just because it's oh, a little okay. quirkier. It's a little yeah, more showcasing too. personality, you know. But that, but the, the uh, Connor against uh, McKinnon and Crosby was high-level entertainment, I thought. That's exactly what I saw when they scored two goals late to tie it. Yeah, no, then, fair enough. Then I yeah. missed the shootout. Did they lose the shootout? <laughs> Uh, McDavid won the shootout, right? McDavid's team okay. won the shootout because then they got into the final. I think, yeah, McDavid okay. scored. I can't remember who got the other one. But, yeah, it's it's yeah. fun, right? I mean, if, if you yeah, want to sit was. and watch it and have fun, you can. If, if you'd sooner wait for the real games to start, you can do that too. Um, and, and even the draft, I, I think, you know, like the NBA does such a good job of promoting their stars. And it, it uh, I, I really thought that uh, – it made it fun for for the players in terms of the draft and uh you know really got them a lot of times the players are you know pretty insular and uh really got them maybe out of their uh uh comfort level a little bit but they were they were entertaining and i think when you see the human side to the extent that uh I think uh, we did that night. I think that's always good, too. Craig McTavish joining us on Oilers Now, Mac T Mondays for contract equipment. I, I'm Now, when you coached, there there were bye weeks. There was an all-star break, so that might be th- three or four days. It's a little different now because they combine the team's bye week with the all-star break. But I'm just wondering, like when, when you were, were coaching, was that a, a chance for you to like pour over game tape and and think, okay, how are we going to come back? What am I going to change? How am I going to get some so and so going? Like, I, I'm curious how how you approached that when you were coaching. 
Yeah, I don't think you need the time off to uh, do that. I think those conversations from the coaching staff are ongoing. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of times I use the break uh, to get away from it a little bit. I mean, as much as you possibly can. But, uh, you know, that I found the shorter the break, the, the, the more it affected the players. Like when you had a three days off and came back, I mean, that practice was hideous. And it's hard for people uh, that don't have experience with a practice like that to understand how three days could possibly throw the players off that much. But it really does. And I thought a longer break, they come back uh, and and the practices are are better than they are on the shorter break. I mean, I think it's unfortunate that uh, we're playing on the road. I always like to play at home after the break. And I think our guys, I mean, the players are going to take advantage of the time off, which they absolutely should. They've got to unwind a little bit and get some rest. And but they're going to be flying back from wherever Mexico or Palm Springs or wherever, uh, wherever they were, and uh, back into Edmonton for a practice, then back on the plane the next day uh, to Las Vegas, where the Vegas players are going to have one flight, a considerably shorter flight than uh, two long flights for the Oilers, and I think that that might play a factor in the energy level of the team. I mean, there's always the uh, likelihood that uh, Connor and Leon and Darnell and uh, Stu get it, get it done and stand on their heads and, and, and get it done. But I think they're in, they're, they're under a significant disadvantage in that game. Uh, before we talk about that game and the win streak, I, I just want to circle back if uh, I found that really interesting that you actually thought that the shorter the break often meant a lousier practice when the guys yeah. got back. Was, How deep into a practice, you might laugh at this or think it's a stupid question, but you, I think you'll understand why I'm putting it this bluntly. How early in a practice would you know it was going to be a lousy practice? Or would you know in the dressing room beforehand? <laughs> uh, first drill. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, it just the, the execution is these guys are finely tuned athletes, and uh, you know they're, 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 the execution is way off. The passing, and, uh, you know, the, the the balance is slightly off, and they're just uh, out of sync. And it, it normally doesn't get a lot better, but uh, you know, if you, it, it, it's it's amazing that, that that happens. But that's my experience. And what would you uh, would you try to address it with some harsh words or interrupting, or would you try to step back at first and see if they could work through it? Well, I I, I just close my eyes and get through it, <laughs> and uh, it's not a conscious uh, choice that they make to uh, be off and misexecute plays and passes and. And uh, it, but it's it's a byproduct of of the time off, and it's not something that you know a coach is going to come down on the first practice back from a three or four day break and and snap 
because it really it's it's not it's not a conscious decision that they're making or a lack of focus. It's just that they're they're so they're finely tuned athletes and they're off slightly, and uh, it 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 can really really look ugly. <laughs> but but hopefully that wasn't the case or won't be the case. Uh, but I the one thing the one mistake you can make, and I've done it before is that you can stay out there. Like a lot of times you come back, you practice, and you play the next day. And the one mistake you can make is keeping them out there a long time, trying to push them through it. Uh, and then the next day they're, they're, they're off. They don't have the energy. You're better off to suffer through this execution on a short practice, get out of there, have a, a crisp morning skate, and hopefully they're somewhere near uh, the top of their game once the once the game starts. Okay, so I, Craig, you've obviously you know watched the the winning streak. You've you've heard all the uh, morning skate comments, the practice day interviews, the post game comments, in which the players and Coach Knobloch have said, "We know we're on a winning streak because we get asked about it, but really we're not dwelling on it. We want to keep building our game. You know, we want to win each individual game regardless of what happened in the previous ones, which I understand. But I also wonder, because I would think if I actually had a chance to tie a record, then, you know, to me that would up my excitement level. I mean, this isn't win seven, which is pretty cool, but, but it doesn't get you in the record book. This actually puts you tied for the record book if you win tomorrow. Publicly today, they, they, they said all the same things. But you've been there as a coach and a player and knows what's going on in the dressing room. Do you, do you think now it's like, okay, hey boys, we want uh, 23-24 Oilers. This is our chance to be right up there. What do you think? I think potentially it's more important to everybody outside of the dressing room, uh, the streak and the ability. Sure, it's a factor. And it'll be more disappointing because of that if they don't make it. I mean, they've got an opportunity to make history which, you know, over time becomes more valuable. But in the moment, as a player, when you look back, it's more important that you were part of that team than you are in the moment. I think in the moment, I mean, they're pretty singularly focused on, uh, on the Stanley Cup. I think the streak has going into the next game has no relevance whatsoever outside of the fact that they're playing well. It's the same procedural things that you want to do over and over again in the process. As as uh, Chris has talked about a lot, I, li- I like the way he's framed all this because it is about the process. And in time, the players will really appreciate uh, making history. But in the moment, I, I think they think about it a bit. They care about it a bit, but overall, it's not a huge motivation for them. They're focused on effort, execution, and the things that they've done so well to put them in this position, but they're not focused on the number or uh, or history. And uh, experience tells me that uh, over time, you appreciate these things, but in the moment, you really don't care. 
Okay, interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll wrap up maybe with just a thought on a couple significant trades we saw last week because it's, it's pretty interesting. Edmonton, Vancouver, Winnipeg, three Canadian teams in the West all – you know, hot really over the last uh, month and a half or so. I guess Vancouver would say, hey, we've been hot all year. Uh, but Vancouver gets Lindholm and uh, the Jets get Monaghan from Montreal. Yeah, huge, huge ad for uh, for the Canucks. I think we talked a lot about Lindholm. I mean, we knew it was going to be expensive, but it was going to be expensive for a reason. My experience as a manager with Jimmy Rutherford is he he he's not afraid to overpay or to not overpay but to outbid other teams, and uh, that's that's important at times and it's not a great strategy at other times. But he, I mean, I admire the fact that he had the assets because Manko obviously thirty five goals or so the year before was. A, pretty pretty important piece in that deal but he wasn't a cog at all in uh in the way that vancouver's playing he's been kind of in and out of the lineup we've all seen the the immense skill he has but so that would be an easy piece to discard uh or not discard but to turn into something and uh i think you know they've they got the best player out there in, in my mind and you know, when you when you're when you're looking about at making deals at this time of year, you're you're as a manager, you're thinking about okay, what's this guy? What's his performance level going to be when there's eight teams left and when there's four teams left in the playoffs? And and there are guys that are really capable of still elevating and playing at a high level when the competition has gone way up. And uh, he's definitely one of those guys. I would say Sean Monaghan, I mean, to a lesser degree. I think, uh, I mean, I wouldn't have been as interested in him for for us. But uh, Lindholm, now there's a few other guys out there. Clearly Calgary's got all the cards in terms of the assets that that, uh, teams want with – with Hannafin and Tanev, and you're even hearing Markstrom's name out there, and all those guys would be significant impact players too as well. Uh, Gensel is another guy that, you know, he 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 could be like Arturi Lekkinen was when we played uh, Vegas last year. I mean, he that guy. I mean, he he was he was really good and really productive. And I think Gensel has that, that same sort of ability, so I think he'd be a big piece uh, for a team to acquire. Obviously, we could use some uh, defense depth. Uh, obviously, the the, four, the six defensemen are playing fantastic now, but there's going to be injuries. You got to plan as a manager for a long playoff run. So I could see the Oilers picking up some uh, some depth on the back end that that. Uh, at low cost, but I mean, it's a game of chess, and it's interesting for those of us that follow it so closely to see how the uh, how the pieces are played. And uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about Adam Henrique in uh, Anaheim. Kenny Holland has a great relationship, I'm sure, with uh, Patty Verbeek. I wouldn't be surprised if they've already got a framework of a deal there. Maybe not, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did have some sort of framework. And uh, certainly, if you see Kenny uh, 
stay, stay on the sidelines for a little bit longer, then that becomes more likely that he's got something. But he's he's a, he's a sharp, sharp guy, and uh, he's, he's going to improve our team, that's for sure, in my mind. Craig, this is always a pleasure. I always enjoy speaking with you. Thanks for hopping on today. Uh, love your perspective. Uh, thanks for the stories about the 96 All-Star game as well. Bob will be back next week, my friend. Oh, too bad. All right, Reed. Thanks, buddy. Okay, bye-bye. That is Craig McTavish, Mac T Mondays, presented by Contract Equipment. All right, uh, Frank Cervelli and Colin Chalk still ahead as well. Read in for Bob today on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Hey, you can join New West Travel on an exclusive road trip to Dallas this April to watch the Oilers play the Stars. The New West Travel package includes airfare, four nights deluxe hotel, great game tickets, and a reception with Bob Stoffer. Complete your trip with an optional AT&T stadium tour and National League baseball game. Everything is bigger in Texas, including... This road trip. Call New West Travel today or visit them at newwesttravel.com. Would that be at a National League game or an American League game, Dave? Hmm. I think that would be an American League game if it's in Dallas. The Rangers uh, are in the AL, right? Yeah. And so, so is Houston now, aren't they? That's American League, yeah. Okay. Well, Houston, whatever. Houston, There'll be a Major League yeah. Baseball game. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking about it. Well, Bob brought that up to me last week. He's like, what leagues are they in? I was like, well, Houston changed, yeah, several years ago. And the uh, Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. As I said earlier, Vander Kane was ill yesterday, didn't practice. He was back on the ice today. Okay, Frank Saravelli will check in. It's uh, Oilers Now. Read in for Bob today.